Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, he's Juno's edition of Footy Talk, Adam Peacock alongside Michael Chamis. What have we got, Chammy? We're talking a bit of rugby, Joseph Swali'i, Hamish McLennan, Danny's mate. We'll have to see what's happening over the other coat. Danny Wadler? I can't speak because I'm looking at Chammy's new haircut. Oh, oh baby, boy. fresh fade. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Footy Talk and with me are uh, ranked 51 and 52 on the... Top 50 most influential figures in rugby league, which was in a Sunday paper on the weekend. Didn't you make it? No, No. neither of you did. Michael Chavis and Danny Wadler. Danny Wadler should be in the top 50, yeah. Buzz was 13, and I thought to myself, well, it's a Maybe little I biased. I should have been higher. <laughs> it's a little biased. <laughs> he maybe did Who the was list, number though. one? That's a bloody good question. I don't Must know. Have been PVL, right? Oh, I can't even remember. Okay. I, 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 I was just looking for your name, but funnily enough, in a News Corp publication, it wasn't in To be fair, though, if it was the other way around and uh, Harold was doing a yes. top 50, I, I, you, you'd put Buzz in there. You'd put him in the top 50. Maybe. Wadler should be in there. He should be. That's a Gus, was Gus in it's, there? A, it's a disgrace. Yeah, Gus was in there. But it was a, they gave him a sledge instead of giving him a pat in the back. Do you know what? I think Gus is probably number one now. Because he's got, well, he, well, he's got a club, club obviously club media. media I reckon he's twenty nine. Puppeteering in the background, like he's got everything. I reckon he's twenty nine. What? Twenties somewhere. No, he's in the. He's you know, three. this is just designed to get people to talk about and blow up and stuff. Yeah, so, so yeah, let's do that. Yeah. With those lists, the people in the game. I know you like you couldn't give a flying toss if you're not on it or not, Danny. But the people in the game actually go, oh, hang on a minute, I'm a bit up. like Jerome Luai was really really high. Really? On the list, yeah, Jerome Luai, because of his social media ability mm. to kind of create a stir. Who wrote the, this? The Clearies, I don't, can't remember. Mm. It was, Clearies were on it, but Ivan was late on, like high in the piece, and Nathan was obviously. Look, one and two, whatever order you put it, I reckon one, two, three, somewhere's got to be Volandis. Yeah. Gus. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Abdo. Yeah. I mean, he's highly influential. And Politis, I mean, that's just off the top of my head, but yeah. they're, they're guys here. You'd automatically think of as highly influential. Journo's well down the TV list. TV bosses were there: Mike Sneesby, Steve yeah, Crawley, Patrick Delaney, guys, yeah. people like Katie Page, yeah. board members Wayne yeah. Pierce, all of that. And, yeah. and it was a mix of players. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty interesting yeah. to read. And Are you filthy not there, Chemi? I don't belong, mate. Top hundred? Reckon I'm going to start in the top hundred? <laughs> one day, I tell Maybe. you what. One day. When you stop putting line, what are they called? Stripes. Lines in your head, stripes, stripes, stripes in your head. What am I, a zebra? <laughs> well, you got the <laughs> well, colour. You look like one. You got the yeah, colour. You're fucking white. Are there any grey zebras? It's a cool haircut. Grey zebras. That's a good haircut. Got the slit on the side I, I of the like hair. all of it. I really like. I don't know what's happened at the front. Like, For our listeners, anyway. Chammy's on holidays and he's gone and got a holiday haircut. <laughs> he looks good, Chammy. You look tanned. You look well. Yes, you look fresh. You don't have a beard. Funny actually, I went to um, I was in Leeds last relaxed. year for the for the rugby league World Cup. <laughs> you weren't relaxed then. Were I you? wasn't. No, no, I wasn't. Actually, no, I was relaxed before I got really sick. Anyway, I took Reedy and I, Brent Reed was with me. We were in Leeds for the World Cup, and I said, "Mate, I need a haircut. I need to go get a fresh fade." And Reedy, being the old bloke that Reedy is, he wanted to come along and get a haircut. He wanted to go to a hairdresser. I said, "Come to a barber. Let's go. Let's go get you a haircut." You gave Reedy a fade. We gave Reedy a fade. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that look? He didn't know what was going. He should have seen his face when he got the zero out. He did the side of his head. He started tripping out. I think you asked for a one in the end because he thought his wife would blow up. I said, "We got two weeks before we get home, mate. This is going to grow back. Don't worry." Did it suit him? It did suit him. It suited the well, little. This suits you. This suits your look. Yeah, thanks, mate. It wouldn't suit your, you look ra- young. your rang ahead. 
Gee, you look young, Chammy. Thanks, mate. You Apart look from the grey. You look good. You know, you, you're in game mode. I know, I've got you, to work. It could be June right now. I know. Why are you? It what could story be June. Is He's wearing a jumper. All, all always, it's cold in here. I'm in boys uh, in a t-shirt. It's not cold in here. It's okay. Yeah. Are there yarns around at the moment? Lots of yarns. Yeah, there's lots of yarns. How? Because people are back at training. Or? People are back at training. There's trades going on. Uh, you know, there's. Clubs in crisis. There's clubs looking to rebuild. Mm. He's uh, he's full of it. You know what he's doing? He's milking it so that he gets to the good holiday period it's during the school holidays. He has all of January off. He knows what he's doing. Oh, that's not stupid. Well, I do work like six or seven days a week for most of the year. So I'm just explaining why you haven't gone on holidays. <laughs> why am I yet? milking it? You're milking it. You're on holidays. Yeah, that's right. What I are your holidays? I mean, you I think you have more holidays than me. Holiday entitlements, eight weeks a year or something. I think like Jonas that the papers get six and a half weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's because you work public holidays and stuff. Yeah. You don't get six and a half weeks. Yeah, and then you get days you've worked yeah, extra right. and whatever. Yeah. yeah. So Danny's more, no one cares about. Danny that. will see you in Vegas. Is what he's trying to tell you. More than teachers, you lot. <laughs> You By the way, you lot. Um, yeah. You lot. from us. We're not, the, we're not in the list. Speaking <laughs> of Vegas, they want to uh, tickle every, every little uh, bolt hole and everything like that about where they're playing. I'm sure that the stadium is great, but um, I don't know if you saw the Grand Prix on the weekend. Missed it. <laughs> and they had to cancel practice. Because uh, like a, a, a lid came off a, a, a covering on the track. It was really Like dangerous. a manhole. Yeah, like it, was, it, was a little, it was actually a water hole so they could plug in, I think, if there's an emergency, they can plug in some like – it's like a fire hydrant, basically. So the, one of the coverings came off, so they had to check them all. I cancelled a practice. It was mayhem. There's a class action going wow. on. Wow. So hopefully PVL – Did it look good, though? Uh, it looked unreal. Mm. looked like a computer imagine, game. Yeah. I was watching again, though, the NFL this morning. All I can think now is – I think you said it last week – how are they going to fit mm -hmm. the field? They don't. It's, it's going to be, be weird. Uh, that, and that's a major issue, right? It's five meters narrower, isn't it? Yeah. That's a lot. At least. Mm. All the stadiums, and I haven't looked again at the one in, in Vegas, but all the stadiums seem to curve around where the end zone happens. Yeah, yeah. So there's actually no uh, – the dead ball line could be like North Sydney Oval, like two meters. <laughs> well, given that you saw, you saw the ad they put out there. Have yeah. you seen that? It was pretty good, I, I thought. Um, mm. They showed a lot of big collisions and stuff. Legalised violence. Yep. Legalised violence. But they also showed – the main tries they showed were from kicks, weren't they? Or, or the diving in corners sort of tries yeah. and maybe that's what – I don't know. I hope they've got the padding on the uh, on the in goals. The or, I imagine that, the spectacular dives. We're going to have end zones. Yes. Hey uh, – Guys, rugby union will start off with not so much rugby league, but mm. it, it it's intertwined. Given that rugby union wanted to raid rugby league again, and now Eddie's gone, and now Hamish, the chairman, has gone from Rugby Australia. All bets are off in terms of that, it seems. But is it going to turn around the other way? Is this the way it's going with the possibility of salary cap dispensation for? players that are attracted from rugby union, like mm. Marky Mark, the, the winger from the Wallabies. And, Why are you calling him Marky Mark? Oh, you can say his last name. <laughs> You've got it down pat. No one going to Waze. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, you love Beautiful. That. Love it. You're I'm, I'm still getting my head around Tino's last night. <laughs> he's our cultural ambassador. Yeah, yeah thank you. Racist. Yeah. If you, um, but w what is happening with this story? Uh, well, the Roosters, they met with Mark No one going to last week, was it? Uh, look, I wrote the story before, my last day before I went on holidays. Mm. Uh, I think they met on Tuesday then. And I'm pretty sure the Roosters are going to put it offer to him. They're pretty happy. He wants to come to league, doesn't he? He wants to come to league. And I think this has been going on in the background for some months. I think that he's been unsettled prior to the World Cup. He's gone over there. He's probably, look, I didn't watch every game, but he's probably been, was the Wallabies' best player at a disappointing World Cup campaign. And now the Roosters have identified him as a potential winger for, to, as a, to replace Daniel Tupé. But the, the thing is – How many wingers do they want? Two. 
They've got a lot. They've well, got two. one going the well, other way. They've got Suwali yeah. leaving. Is he? Ooh. That's, who knows? Depends. We'll find out soon. Better mm. answer your own question there, Danny. Does, does Hamish McLennan leaving change mm. anything? Are there people at Rugby Australia who feel like Hamish went rogue and, and did the deal and may try and find a way out of this deal? I don't, I don't know what's ahead with Joseph Suwali, but I can tell you the Roosters haven't got a salary cap space to keep him if he does decide to stay. Well, the funny look, so with Joseph, there's been all sorts of speculation about will the deal go ahead? in the background and I guess the way the deal has been done is what's interesting. There's been talk that in some way um, his deal was linked to their next pay TV deal and get a percentage of that. I asked Rugby Australia that specifically uh, during the week and they said, no, that's not true. And then the other part of it is the this rugby foundation, I think they call it, yep. who are sort of private equity. Private, or, no, they're, I think they're People who fans of rugby who have got some coin, rich dudes, yeah, and with Land Rovers, yeah, and leather patches, and they live, out, they live out your way, and um, that's, they, that's further south than me, <laughs> and they're, and they're we're the Bougainville up north a bit, <laughs> and they're they're obviously able to put in money and determine to a degree about where it's going to be spent, whether it's on community, whether it's on the women's program, or whether it's on Joseph Swalee. So and, Hamish would have went. You know, hat in hand, and went out to these people and said, "What do you got for Joseph?" I don't know which order it happened, but they're they're definitely contributing. Yeah, and whether they're watching all this and what's going on and saying, well, "What the hell's happening?" Or, or maybe Hamish our money's is going better spent elsewhere. Yeah, and well, if Hamish is now gone, yeah. um, whether they're going to be committed now. This is being stirred up in the background by league types. Uh, rugby are insisting it's all going to happen. Who are league types? Oh, just people who would like well, to see no, Joseph stay. Like, are we types. talking roosters types? Uh, NRL types, NRL types, yeah. agents. What? Yeah, those sort, those yeah. sort of. There's, there's, there, there's been some rumblings around Joseph Swally and and his management as well, which haven't been able to confirm. But the, the talk Saying, out. What, of the, what are the rumblings? Well, the talk out of the Roosters is that perhaps Joseph's having second thoughts about leaving, but also the way that it all went down as well, and whether he'd leave his manager Isaac Moses. Now, I don't think it's the case. I've been chasing the story for a number of weeks. I even called Joseph Swally, his mum, to see if it was true, and I wasn't able to get a hold of mm -hmm. her. But there, there are. People, the roosters, who would she like that call, to happen. She? Yeah, she screamed my call because she's answered before. She saved my number as scum of the earth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Good the, guess. So, <laughs> That's why you're in my phone as well. <laughs> <laughs> so if the roosters have it their way, if the, <laughs> if the roosters have it their way, they would love Joseph to leave Isaac Moses because they are pretty pissed off with Isaac well, Nick, Moses. Well, Nick doesn't speak to Isaac. Yeah. After, especially, I think they're pretty pissed off as well because it wasn't Nick the one who went to Peter Valandis and said, mate, we need to bring this guy back into the game. He was we'll bring Isaac back into back the game. Back into the yeah, game, D-Register. Yeah. So he went to the lengths of trying to bring him back in the game, which he ended up doing after about 12 to 18 months. And they had a meeting. There was a meeting between Politis, uh, Moses, and Valandis, from what I understand. And basically, Politis was used as the man who was vouching for yeah. Isaac. And then he goes and does the Joseph deal without what, without Nick's knowledge at Rugby Australia. That's what, didn't yeah. give him a chance to keep him. Yeah. So yeah. that didn't well, go down well. You we, don't do that to Nick Politis. Well, that's why he's in the top three of the Danny Widler's most influential people in rugby league. Absolutely, and understandably so. With Joseph, though, in your article in the, the Sunday papers, you wrote that he had a heart-to-heart -heart with Trent Robinson. Correct. And so, there were tears. and Yeah, so we saw him playing really poorly, didn't we, for most of the year? First half of the year. First yeah. half of the year. And at a, during the year, he sat down with Robinson when things weren't going right for him yeah. and had a like a like a proper, like a confessional-style conversation mm. with the coach. and. Trent Robinson, to his credit, has always been in Joseph's corner. They had a real heart-to-heart -heart and Joseph came out of that feeling a lot better. Um, I think there was a lot of 
pressure on a young guy and I guess some guilt from his, from his part as well, the way the deal was done. Uh, and he wanted to clear it with Robbo and there, there was definitely a section of the roosters who up until that point were, were happy to see Joseph go like now, not see the final year of his that contract. That was emotion, right? They were, yeah. they were pissed off. They felt they'd been betrayed. Yep. And it would have probably got them out of a situation in their cap as well. Yeah. Because I don't think their cap is fantastic because Angus Crichton hasn't gone as well. Mm. So yeah, there was definitely a heart to heart and he sorted things through. And he, I, I tried to get an interview with Joseph last Monday. Mm. He was, uh, he was the face of, um, a launch that the, Ro- the Roosters had, or it wasn't, it wasn't a, an official launch, but for rugby league media, but they were doing a, a property launch. Uh, and Joseph was there as the Roosters were parading their, um, their new development of the Waverley Bowling Club in the Eastern Suburbs. Mm-hmm. I was told no. Um, Nick Politis said I could have a chat to him, but Alex Phillips, their media person, said no, he's not allowed to talk. <laughs> Which means <laughs> Robbo said no. So maybe Nick needs to go down and run in the, <laughs> in the most power, put Alex up somewhere because <laughs> she said no, hard no. But Joseph was pleasant. I talked to him off camera for a while and yep. you can just see he's a decent young kid. The way he interacted with people, he asked, he probably doesn't know me from a bar of soap, but asked me a bunch of questions and wanted to know how. Yeah. My life was. That's usually an indication of some sort of decent guy. When you have a chat to a player like that, mm. when there's a story swirling, but you end up having a chat off camera, as you say, mm. can you use any of that info in what you're reporting? Well, we weren't really talking. We didn't talk about his deal okay. at all. We were just chatting. And like I was yeah. just having a general chat and having a laugh and whatever. But he just seems like a nice kid. I think so. in that in that instance, though, you'll have to make it clear. If you're having a private conversation with someone and there's something that, you know, piques your interest, you, you, you then – well, I tell him. You have to say, say can I write that? He would say to me, if he said, oh, I'm actually, I'm leaving Isaac Moses. If he said that, I'd say, well, Joseph, that's interesting news for me. I'll have to use that in my own fashion. But yeah. what if he says, no, don't? You, you don't. don't. Yeah, no. it's a, if it's a private conversation, says, no, you'd no. have to make sure. And then, yeah. You just ring Chammy and say, hey, mate, guess what's happening? You can write it. <laughs> Chammy probably know anyway. Chammy's got his, Chammy's all over most things. So. Yeah, you know more about Isaac Moses than I reckon Isaac Moses knows about really? Isaac Moses. When's anyway. the last time you spoke well, to you? Clearly, I don't. The story's not right, apparently. Okay. When did you last speak to you? Oh, look, I haven't spoken to Isaac in many, many years. I think prior to the, prior to the big four leaving the West Tigers, mm. the three of them leaving the West Tigers, yeah. I reckon I'm similar. Yeah? Yeah, I've got te- so many text messages <laughs> asking to return a call. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, just what, a stream of blue what, yeah, on yeah, your what phone. Uh, what does <laughs> it stem from? Nokia or whatever oh, you have. Nokia, yeah. <laughs> what does it stem from? The feud. Oh, God. Is it Cameron Smith related? Uh, it could be a number of things. It yeah. could be anything. But, yeah, it's, it goes way back. Back to rugby and NRL, I have a little unease about the feeling, uh, about the possibility of rugby union players being attracted and then the team that gets them doesn't have to pay full freight in the salary cap. Well, you have an issue I with t- it? Or I do you like I, it? No, I don't like it at why? all. Why? Why? Because why is their notional value any different to a player who's – it's, well, it's, for, it's, to, it's for the league to take it or to, to not to destroy rugby, but to but they, eat away at rugby. But they don't need to do it because rugby is doing a magnificent I job in this country that. of itself. I, I don't even think it's about rugby. I think rugby is irrelevant in this conversation. I think it's about strengthening rugby league. And if you can have players who are, okay, they might not be household names, but have, they, they are known across the country. Like yeah. Marky Mark, for example, Mark Nwanganitawaza. Yeah. Who is, Don, if you haven't watched Rugby Union, this guy go, Yeah, he's the, the one source of constant enjoyment in a rugby union game because stuff happens when well, you get to the a young Israel Falau. He's a while off, but, but he's, he's a couple of years yeah. off. But they, but they can imagine the amount of interest in it. Forget rugby union for a second and trying to destroy them because I, I think, as you said, they're doing a good enough job themselves. But you, if you can bring in Nwanganitawaza, you can bring in other guys from, like, let's just 
say that you give this to dispensation to every club and say, go out there and try and bring the best players from the world to rugby league and it's not going to cost you anything. Well, it's going to cost you money, but it's not going to cost you in the cap, right? If you've got the money and you're in a, in a healthy position and you can't have six or seven, you just do one. So the Roosters can't go and buy you know, I, I just six players like from the All Blacks on a million dollars each. That's not what I'm saying. To me, it feels like though it's just a, a reaction to the reaction over what happened with Eddie and, and that earlier in the year. They used to have it Andrew Webster wrote years ago. In the 90s, they had this. Mm. They had, I think the Bulldogs went after John Alomu and there were a lot of players who were targeted. I don't mind it. What, why are we trying to limit what we can do well, as it's a also game? designed to bring NFL players in. You know, if but you're not going to pay them big but money. I'm just saying that it's, that, and also, I guess, an AFL player. I don't think it's just rugby. It's just. But why have a cap then? In, because, overall, it, it just kind of weakens the no. It weakens. It's one player. It's one risk. I know it's one it's player. One risk per club. Yeah, but one. Are you going to win a comp on one risk you per can't, club? You can't tell me in rugby league one doesn't try and become two doesn't become. Well, like, yeah. you, you if, know, you have, if you cap it at one, yeah. if you cap it at one, what you can't rot it. You're going to know if someone's coming from another code. Yeah, I know, but I, I just don't like the idea of a player teams who manage their salary cap really well. And they're at full freight and they've done it well over all these years. And then all of a it sudden, this rule comes in. Element, it, yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. Well, but it's not to one club, though. Every club can do it. Yeah, so every, every club, club gets their shipping order, they can go and get a player. Yeah. And it's the best recruitment of that player. I actually like it. It adds an element of intrigue I, to it. Can I ask you this, Chammy? The Roosters suddenly bring back Joseph Swali'i. That doesn't go, count. Why not? Why is not? It, doesn't why not? Because he's already played in the NRL. Is that part of the rule? Is yeah, it? I've made the rule now. Let's ring oh, the- no, no ringing, oh, no. no ringing. But like, can they can they say, okay, well, he's a rugby bloke now. We we want him back in our no, cap. For I nothing. don't like that. That's a rule. Should have That's a rule because then what you be doing right is sending yeah. your best young kids to rugby for a couple of years. Come back, brother. We'll get you for free. We'll get you so off the you cap. You don't reckon there'll be teams trying the to guy from this? the Bulldogs that you wrote about? What was his name? Wood. Yeah. Well, Send him over to rugby for a couple of years. Uh, no, Woods. Swans. Swans. Mitchell. Send him to rugby for uh, Swans for a couple of well, years. He's a good rugby player too. But I'm just saying, like, why can't Joseph come back then as a, free, it a freebie fit, on the cap? Doesn't fit the rules. Could he come back? <laughs> what about what about if he never gets there? Doesn't yeah. matter. He's signed a deal. So, what are you qualify? saying that Nick can ring Valandis now? And say, yeah. hey mate, guess what? I'm Joseph decided you. the backflip on I'm this deal. You. Can you get it off the cap for 1.6 million? Can you? I'm asking you. <laughs> no, not in my rules. <laughs> You're making it up as you go I'm along. I'm not making it up. I'd hate to play Monopoly I've or Yahtzee with you because oh. you just make up shit Yahtzee, on the run. you can't rot Yahtzee. You, you, you'd find a way. I would. I used to cheat in Monopoly all the time. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. I'm not saying cheats. Yeah. I don't like it. Oh. Are you teaching your kids to cheat, did you say? No, they're oh. cheating. And now I'm like looking at them, shaking my head and getting angry, thinking, what are you doing? And then I realized, you they know what? Yeah. Yeah. Apple, I apple, apple in the tree. <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Orange, apple, yeah. cherries, something. Oh. If Chammy's going to be still here after the break, he's still here. But really, a, after I'm all that, he should go on holidays. Back in a sec. <laughs> Guys, New Zealand, they're blowing up. Madge, and they're on they're your line. They're blowing up Madge. <laughs> no, not literally. Quick, put him back He's together. Okay. What, what, put him back together. He's racist. Yeah. Madge could, blow, Madge could blow himself up, but he gets so angry. He's an extra in Die Hard. He's at Nakatomi <laughs> Tower or whatever it is. He's fallen off the – no. In all seriousness, they are not happy with Madge, but they're getting onto your idea that this untenable situation by being New, New Zealand oh. coach and New South Wales coach can't work. Yeah. And the Kiwis are now onto it saying, well, hang on a minute. Who's he going to sit down with when he sits down with a 17, 18-year-old kid right at the end of the pathway saying, you're going to play for the Kiwis, you're going to play for New South Wales. Just, yeah. It can't work. 
I, it cannot. And you know what I'm stunned about? The New South Wales Rugby League don't see it. Or they're choosing to ignore it, knowing that it's going to put New Zealand in a position where they're going to have to make a decision. And let New Zealand and let deal it go. with it. Now, I've got no issues with New South, New South Wales Rugby League appointing Michael Maguire. This is an attack on Michael Maguire. I think he's a very good coach when he has a good football team. And what he did mm. with South Sydney shouldn't be taken lightly. Mm. I, I don't think he's a rebuild coach. And I think he really struggled at a club like the West Tigers to try and get the best out of him. Him in an origin arena, maybe the intensity might be a little bit of an issue, but it's only a short, sharp spell. I think you'll learn from what the mistakes Craig Bellamy made. So the issue isn't about Michael Maguire. It just doesn't work for him doing those two jobs. And New Zealand can see that. New South Wales are choosing to ignore that because they know the outcome is going to be he'll choose New South Wales over New Zealand. And I think that's pretty poor on what what's – I think it's pretty poor – for New Zealand, considering the amount they've given to Michael Maguire, how do you reckon? Years. How do you reckon New South Wales players would feel? Mm. Just say, just for an example, of James Tedesco, knowing that his New South Wales coach would then be trying to coach against him at a national level. I think that's lesser. Personally, mm. I think that's lesser Less to what Chami's yeah. point is about the the kids and the decisions. Who, the kids with decisions to make about who they're going to play for, Kiwis or State of Origin. Yeah, coaching against doesn't really – I don't, I don't, you don't think, think that's it's an issue. Oh, look, there are assistant coaches who go from club land to Origin mm. or wherever. It happens, right? They're coach against – But you've got to, you've got to put so much in for the Blues and then, you know, you're, you're busting your gut for a bloke. Yeah. And then six weeks later he's trying to, to – Yeah, well, to me it's not, it's not even the seven – it's, well, the 17, 80-year-old kid you're trying to convince to play for your country instead mm. of your state – is one thing. But also, it's the Jerome Lewis and Stephen Crichton's who get to a certain point where they're about to play Origin mm. and are eligible for Samoa and Tonga. And you're saying, yeah, come play Origin, come play Origin. And that weakens them. Weakens. Well, it's probably a bad example because they're not eligible for yeah. New Zealand. Someone who's eligible yeah. for both New Zealand, yeah. for all yeah. three. And then you tell them to choose. Not only are you telling them to play for New South Wales, you're then telling them to go play for the other Pacific Islands, Samoa or Tonga or Fiji. Well, maybe not Fiji because you can't play for New Zealand probably. But then, so you're actually strengthening your, mm. your biggest rival as well. Mm. Now, that may be good for international rugby league, and it is that people are going to play for Tonga and Samoa. But if you're the New Zealand rugby league, you don't want to strengthen them. You don't no. want a situation where you're embarrassed at a World Cup in back-to-back World Cups by Tonga or Samoa, where you're in a position where you're not even making the World Cup final, and no. they are. So, it's, it's so not, Chami, how do you think it pans out? Do you think Madge has to give up the New, the I don't, New Zealand I don't job? think Madge will be New Zealand coach. Well, they're throwing around names. Left, right, mm. says Stacey Jones is the one that's – he Most did such a good job recently too. Like, you know, to win that game, like mm. the way they played against Australia was phenomenal. Done. Mm. Massive. They, they clearly Massive. buy into him. Yeah, I think he's done a great job with mm. New Zealand. I think he's the right man to coach New Zealand. I think he's a good Is he coach. the right man to coach New South Wales? Well, I don't think there are many options right now. I reckon Freddie was the best option and I'm, I'll am i stick to that. Oh, I'm saying and that I, one, I, once they've moved on from Freddie, yeah. who else was it going to be? Yeah, I don't, well, there wasn't a lot of options. Mm. And I know that people around Freddie have let the New South Wales Rugby League know exactly what they think about the way he was treated. Do you um, think they did it deliberately because they thought he would walk so they could save face and say that Freddie walked away? Well, Freddie did walk away. No, no, I know that. that but but do, they, you, do you think that the, the negotiation was pretty league, poor, the way that it went from being a one-year option to a five-month gig? That was the deal that was given to Maguire as well. Now, I, my understanding is the reason they didn't announce it at the start, they might be talking about this whole respect for New Zealand, which is part of it, is that the manager was pushing for a one-year contract. He wanted a full-time contract like Freddie had, and they couldn't get their head around it. Now, what I'm asking you is, did the New South Wales Rugby League give Freddie a five-month contract because they knew he wouldn't accept it? Therefore, Freddie would walk away from the job and making the decision for them a lot easier than they're having to sack it's him possible. or move him on. It's possible. It hasn't got a good smell about it, the whole New South Wales Rugby League at the moment, does it? The way that we or this, this state ended the career or ended the coaching career of Brad Fittler, and now that we've got this situation with Maguire where he's coaching – 
other teams. It just, and when you look at Queensland and you look at how settled they are with Billy there for three years, it doesn't feel but good to me. It's easier. It's, I know, it, they're winning. it's easier because they're winning. And I think New South Wales did the right thing in not making a decision. Yeah, like I, I holding would, it off, just mm. not making a decision based on emotion. Mm. But then it went on a little too long. Mm. And then, like you're saying, all kinds of things going on but in the background. That's why I get the feeling they were trying to get out of it without a having to Without having on. to sack one of their without great – Without having to be disrespectful. Yeah, now, yeah. I, I, I think Freddie deserved to be under the blowtorch, though, to be fair with you. Yeah. And, and they had lost, what is it, three of the last four years. And he knows yeah. that. And that's fair. He knows that. But I'm just saying that I don't see what we've got now as some sort of miracle cure either. No, I, I don't think Madge is a Well, that thing. was the problem the whole way, wasn't it? Oh, okay, if we get rid of Freddie, who takes well, over? Ricky was talked about. Ricky Club was talked coach. about. Michael McGuire, is he staying with Ricky at Canberra? I doubt it. Depends what happens with New Zealand. Yeah. But I think that the, the whole travel thing, yeah. Canberra, he, I think he lives in Sydney. I think His, his family's still in Sydney. I think it's been. hard to do that. Yeah, he's um, putting in three invoices, by though, in the next Well, mate, he's got months. kids to feed and <laughs> school. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with putting in three invoices just quietly. Especially all at once. Yeah, you just roll. Next podcast. <laughs> next podcast, yeah. Bro, Hadden, step up. <laughs> what are you going to do now? The World soccer. Cup's over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a soccer podcast. Yeah, there'll be something coming. Yeah. How do you sure. think it's yeah. going to change? Bit of tennis in January. Just did the horse racing in Flemington. Tennis pod, let's do it. Tennis pod, no. This, well, only if Nick Kyrgios is in this building. Can you get him in here? Jamie, yeah, it's your man. Yeah, your man. I'll get him in there. I'll, I'll give him a call. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> hey, um, just on that whole uh, origin and how it's going to change with Madge, what do you think? Freddie's been pretty open for a number of years. He shut up shop this year quite mm. a bit, but do you think it's going to change with Madge now? Because he's notorious for wanting. What do you reckon, mate? Well, I'm asking you, mate. You're the yeah, oh, of course it will. So lockdown? It'll be lockdown? Well, I don't know if it'll be lockdown, but it might just go back to the days where there might be one media session where we all – so yeah, madly like, scramble to get a bloke or two in the can, and then it'll be blokes put up on at media. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what Major's view is. Can I give him a tip? Don't train at Coogee Oval. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> the little public. Yeah. If you want to go into lockdown, just maybe. go to Danny's mansion, watch from his balcony. <laughs> exactly. You can oversee it from Bondi. Is that any Coogee? <laughs> anyway, Jamie, you're the one in board shorts yeah, today. The yes. Only bloke, the only bloke. Paying cash to his tradies while he's building a the house. There's only one of these in this room. Yeah, didn't you say you paid for a pool in cash? What are you talking Nothing about? Nothing wrong with that. It. Nothing wrong. It's legal tender. The pool from Kmart. It's blow up $200 one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, guys, he was on the Let's Trot podcast with uh, Josh Mansour. Josh had a cars on that sometimes as he well. Is, I sometimes. believe, yeah. <laughs> Let's trot, baby. <laughs> Let's trot, yeah. Is he not on it all the time because oh, Gus doesn't know. leave? No, anyway. anyway, it's this is about Latrell. This is about his issues last about year. Gus. His injury issues uh, with South and New South Wales. We started really well. Um, Out of the blocks. Yeah, it's like unstoppable. Defence was awesome. Um, got injured, you know, going into New South Wales camp. Uh, yeah, it was just hard for me to come back and try and find that form again. And, you know, it was a lot, 10 weeks too long, you know, where you know, I wasn't looked after the way I should have been. And, um, you yeah, know, but it is what it is. And um, But, yeah, I just couldn't find that that tick again and, um, you know, trying to chase that. And, oh, it's all right, Latrell's back. Um, you know, we'll be right again. We'll win again. Just the pressure of that got to me a little bit. And um, But other than that, yeah, I think we just lost, you know, that drive and connection, connection too as well, confidence. That's uh, an interesting little th- – it was almost a flippant part of the sentence he was delivering there about the I wasn't – Yeah, I was – Yeah, I was actually – Are you right that uh, Eddie Farrell was moved on at the end of the year? Look, 
so is that related? So this it, is all to do with South, not New South Wales? I, that's a hard thing to work out. But, I mean, he was in South care for most of the time, wasn't he? Not in, not in the New South Wales. He got injured in New South Wales care. Uh, no, I, actually, you know what? I think there was a compl- – actually, now that we – this jots my memory. South Sydney actually complained. Yeah, that's and when that's they send her in all they their They sent an email to the New South Wales Rugby League right. saying, you haven't looked after him well. I think he's having a crack at the New South Wales Rugby League here. Not, well, not South Sydney. I felt like it was South. Really? So, yeah. Anyway, whatever the case, it's an extraordinary thing to say for a, an athlete. Usually they take ownership of their own body and rehab. Yeah, well, he did because um, South ended up bringing in a new physio slash masseuse for mm. Latrell's calf. It was it was sold to me. Like I, I found out about it and they initially said, no, no, it's not just for Latrell, it's for everybody. But in all the vision I was seeing, it was Latrell, Latrell. Latrell's getting worked on more than anyone by this one particular physio, mm. and now they've had a complete overhaul of their high-performance team. I mean, like – South have. Yeah, Eddie Farrer yeah. Uh, has walked away. He was there for 17 years as their head physio, Robbie's wow. brother. And so obviously they've felt like then – and Eddie's not getting re-involved with the sporting team. I tried to contact him about Latrell's comments, and mm. he didn't want he didn't want a bar of it. He said, no, I'm, I've moved on, and I'm not involved in sport anymore. Uh, and I think he'd happily see Michael as a client one day if he ever needed work on his body. Um, but uh, what I think, a rig it is too. <laughs> yeah. So obviously they felt there needed to be a change, and maybe Latrell's comments, you know, highlight that or point to that. Mm. Um, but it was unusual. If he's not having a shot at New South Wales, if he's having a crack at his own club, that's that's unusual in itself. Doesn't so. it feed the narrative though? And I'm not having a crack at South because I. I I get you got to do what you have to do, but doesn't it feed the narrative that the whole thing that blew up at the end of the year, that everything happens around Latrell and the special treatment that you're bringing in the staff to help Latrell, this is his people, you're bringing his people in? Well, why wouldn't you? He's, well, he's your star player. But, that, that, but people see he's that around him. investment. But that feeds the narrative though. Well, it's, it? it's, not, it's not going against the narrative, is it? No. So I don't think there's any arguing about that. And that was the core of the issue which led to Sam – Leaving what the, the the treatment? Well, no, the the, the whole special yeah, treatment, special, the spe- not the physio treatment. But yeah, the, yeah. And that's, well, that's still, what I'm saying. So that's happened around that time, and that still annoys people at South. That whole that story, yeah, around why? that time. Well, why do you think? Because I mean, it led to Sam leaving. No, I know, but but if if it's true, it's true. If it's not, it's not. Like, I know, but well, it's obviously true. It's what well, what is undeniable is that Sam felt that way. And how many times? For no reason. If, if Souths don't go well at the start of next year, how often are we going to refer to that? How often are we going to refer to the pressure that, you know, is now I'm on? I'm all for looking after your best players and treating them in a special way. I, I, I get that it needs to happen. That needs to be reciprocated and you need to be re- repay that faith. And that's all I'm saying that Latrell has to – that's why the pressure's on next year because they've moved heaven and earth to make that club a happy place for Latrell Mitchell. He needs to return the favour now. Uh, was it Frosty when you did – I'm sick of plugging other bloody podcasts here, the Let's Trot and the Buy Round and everything like that, but we love James Graham. The Buy Round, when you sat down with Jason Dimitri for that series that he did at the end of the year, was it Frosty? Because that was, wasn't long after it was you know, around the big time, day yeah. out at uh, yeah, look, Maroubra. Did he address it? Um, yeah, he talked about everything in, in those – throughout the whole – yeah, we did a lot of hours. I think Charlie we did about ten hours or more. So, talk about Jeez, talk yeah. about invoices. Yeah, it's a good invoice. Yeah. Actually, I've got my invoice. Look, Jason face to face was fine, and I said it to him. Like I looked him in the eye. I said, "You know, I wrote some things about you, and I said that this is either the start of the beginning for your career, or, or it's the beginning mm-hmm. of the end. I don't know which one it is. Yeah, you know? like this is mm-hmm. a moment in time for you, and he acknowledges it. He's not running away from it. He knows that it's going to be a. He's going to be watched this year or next year rather. I found it interesting that he was speaking about social media and that. And He's off it. Yeah, given 
Because I remember the phone call I made to him because I wrote that Instagram story. Remember the one about um, – That he liked. That he liked, liked the, the post about mm. – well, who was it? Was it – Jai Arrow? Jo- no, nah, it was, was – Someone – Was it Liam Knight? Oh, I can't remember. And Sorry, it wasn't Jai Arrow. Jai Arrow's dog actually that day had a go at <laughs> Jason's dog. Anyway, it wasn't a good period for it. <laughs> there were a couple of players right. there. Liam Knight someone else. And he had a cracker at fans' like fans' yeah, comments yeah, yeah. and having a cracker. Something, he liked yeah. the post. And um, uh, yeah, it was unusual seeing a coach on Instagram, but that's the dangers, right? Well, he, he told me he's now off Twitter. Have he's not be. off Instagram though, is he? I don't know about that. No, you that's where the danger be. was. As a him. coach, you, you just avoid it like the plague, wouldn't you? You'd be a, like a, you know, you go have a look burner at account and have a look. I went on Instagram the other day just because after, well, it was a couple of months ago, after that Jason Demetrio issue, because he said that he didn't know that he liked it. Mm-hmm. So I went back and looked at the post that I have liked and there were a lot of posts in there that I didn't realize that I'd liked. So when you're scrolling through, that you'd liked. Yeah, the things that I'd, I'd liked things over the course of I don't like, even know you're on Instagram. I'm not really, but like I'm saying, years ago when mm. I looked at it, you can. St- I still have Instagram, but I could see what I'd liked. I'm like, there's no way I like that post. So when you're scrolling, you do accidentally click or you you, you do Jeez, have- you've got, you've got to be pretty clumsy, even an old- Okay, get your phone out now, old, old man. Even an old Nokia user. I bet you you've liked like, photos of like Jeannie Bouchard that you haven't meant to who? like. Tennis player, I Canadian. Know, I know. Yeah, he yeah. knows because he's yeah. on his Instagram. I saw it before. Yeah, it sets your algorithm. I'm going to have a look here. I was obviously I like watching the Vegas Grand Prix on the weekend. I've got yeah. a, a picture here of James Hunt just knocking some bloke out and everything like that. It, it sets just, your algorithm. Oh, so I was talking about you know having problems with a, a dog weighing on a carpet, and suddenly I'm just whatever getting, you're into, Danny. So, whatever so, you're into, <laughs> <laughs> so, suddenly I'm getting suddenly I'm getting all these videos of dogs weighing on carpets. It's my Mitchell Pierce moment. Moment. <laughs> <laughs> moment. It's my Mitchell uh, Pierce moment. I have it to Mitchell Pierce. Moment, oh, God. On that note, uh, yeah. we're done this week. <laughs> Danny, go yeah. clean your carpet. Thank you. Or whatever you got to do. Have a golden weekend, Danny. And Chami, go lay your carpet. Lay my, I'm laying my grass this weekend. Okay. He's usually cutting it. Yeah. <laughs> he loves that. That was Footy Talk Geno's edition. Back next week.